Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, the head magic maker here at the Sisters Enchanted. And in today's episode, I'm joined by my real life sister and co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, Anna. We're talking about a little Norse mythology this evening, specifically the wild hunt. We're talking about transitions and all the good stuff that comes with this time of year. So if you've not joined us yet in our free class that's going on all month long in November, Warmth and Witchery for the Dark Months, be sure to do that. We'll link it up in the show notes. If you're on our website, you can find it at thesistersenchanted.com forward slash warmth dash and dash witchery. We'd love to have you in there where we're diving even further into these topics. And now uh, let's get into it. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. So anybody who's listening, who has aspirations of owning a business, doing the things that we do, stuff, whatever. I don't know why anyone would want to do what we do. I have no idea. But (laughs) who has aspirations? And you're like, I'm not perfect enough. I will have you know that I just tried to shove earbuds in with wet fingernail polish and it did not go well. And Anna is nursing a baby. So you know, behind the scenes never looks like what in front of the scenes looks like. Never. Not paying attention to the man behind the curtain. No, actually, I don't think that's really that true in our case because we're pretty much a hot mess everywhere. And I don't think we try to hide that. Sorry, he sneezed. I do try to have good lighting though. When I'm, on camera. when I'm on camera, I try to have good lighting so as to not look as tired as I actually look. Good lighting and proper paint color. Yeah. Yeah. We've been like, we recently, so I have always, okay, let's just, let's rewind a little bit. So I formerly owned a business where I worked with kids with learning differences and I did tutoring. I also did advocacy and consulting and I had an office then. And then when I was having, I got pregnant, I was pregnant with, I want, no, how does this, when was the timeline of this? Yes. So I had my daughter when I had that office and then I had a, I had another tutor working for me and I was super busy and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want more time to be with her and less time working. So I could get rid of my office, get rid of the other tutor and I could just work from home and have a home office. So I did that. And then we had the sisters enchanted. We had a classroom space for a little bit had some like landlord issues, but I still worked from home that entire time. I never moved my office out of the house. I still always worked home, but we recently um, moved our HQ to a place that's outside of my house, which has been amazing, but also the lighting is terrible and trying to get the lighting and the paint color (laughs) to work has been a small nightmare, (laughs) a small nightmare. It's consumed like so much of my time. Well, actually not my time, my mom's time. Our mom has been painting and my husband's been over there switching out lights. (laughs) So not so much my time as everybody else's. Anyway, aside from good lighting, our in front of the scenes pretty much looks like our behind the scenes. Yes. Nothing to hide for us. Nothing. Oh my gosh. Anna is selfieing right now. No, I'm I'm Instagramming. Instead of focusing. (laughs) See? (laughs) And it's for you. 
<laughs> messy all around. It didn't work well. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> all right. Maybe we should. So Anna's holding her baby. Maybe Riker should host the podcast. Do you think he's ready to speak yet? Speak his mind at a whopping <laughs> 1.5 weeks old. Are you wanting to talk about Odin? Can we say Odin? <laughs> Can you say Wild Hunt? Can we say Hellhound, which is not <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That I'm not sure who that was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to get into this Wild Hunt thing. I have to tell you, though, that we have always joked that my daughter has the invisible hellhounds from like hell we've always joked that and then i had this reading done the hellhounds from i know from from like the good side of town i don't know why i was just gonna say from from the rich side of the city um so we've always made that joke though that my daughter has has the hellhounds like on her side and I had this reading done last year in 2019 at this metaphysical fair that we were also doing and participating in and this woman was like in your bed I just I see this big black dog that's just not going anywhere and it's interesting because our um, families like my family has always had pets but I've never been particularly any dogs in our family I've never been like oh that's my dog you know I've, we've had cats that I've been close to and weirdly a fish that's another story but not, not dogs and so she says this and my husband's not had dogs and we were like that you know it doesn't make any sense to us I told Anna and Anna was just like that's the hellhound it's in your house <laughs> she used to say that there were dogs on the roof yeah she did she's always said like it wasn't just that I came up with like their <laughs> hellhounds in your house because she was like there are big black dogs on our roof and sometimes they go to the bathroom on it and I was like well that's nice yeah no Scarlett's (laughs) always had some things to say and quite the personality cat in the tree yep Mm -hmm. she did she told me there was an orange cat in a tree that looked like a lion we had our cat Tigger who died like many years ago but uh he died here in our house and Tigger was an orange tabby cat. Yeah. Um, so lots of interest. Plus my house kind of has this like, it's gotten better, but I had like a vibe for a while where you were like, mm, there's totally something like creeping about these corners that's not really serving you. Uh, and that was around the, the hellhound story time. And then that lady was like, there's a black dog in your bed and it's just not, it's like taking up the whole bed. And it kept, and I was like, that's weird. And Anna, the hellhounds, I told you. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So let's get into this because we are in a little bit of a time crunch. As I just said, nothing behind the scenes here. We aren't willing to share. And we are squeezing this in, in between dinner and my kid's speech therapy. And she needs the computer for it. (laughs) So we are going to talk about Odin and the wild hunt, the wild hunt in general, what that has to do with right now, warmth and witchery, and all things awesome. Are you on board, Anna? I'm on board. You're on board. Okay. So let's start with warmth and witchery. It's our free class that's happening right now. It's a Norse mythology-inspired adventure. What we're doing with that is like helping uh, folks who join, it's totally free, to sort of look at what they want to cultivate in these warm months. And the thing that the warm months in the dark months where we need warmth because it's cold. 
right? So we're creating warmth in the cold months. And the thing about Norse mythology and ancient Germanic peoples and uh, um, Viking peoples was that the stories of myth for them and the deity in Norse mythology in a lot of, of cultures and religion and whatnot, we see uh, deity as being other, like greater and other. And for the Vikings, it was like a parallel thing that lived, um, you know, alongside them, but on a different plane. And it wasn't this, this thing that we had to aspire to, or people had to aspire to, or, or necessarily, it was like a way of being as opposed to a worship which I think is really cool. And we can consider what is our way of being during the cold months? How do we cultivate that warmth in the cold months for ourselves as a way of being? All right, now that said, the wild hunt. Do you wanna start, do you wanna, do you wanna start in on the wild hunt or do you want me to start on the wild hunt? You can start and I can add on. I mean, it's the wild hunt. I mean, there's, You're like end of podcast. End of podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, the wild hunt, I mean, there are tons of stories throughout different kinds of cultures and different places where the wild hunt is, you know, said to be a thing. Um, Yeah. And the fact that we have been talking about Odin and that in, you know, Odin has hundreds of names and that in many of these stories, a lot of the names used for the, you know, the leader of the hunt um they are sometimes one of the names of Odin um and we've been talking about Yule and how interesting it is that there is this wild hunt around this time of year where you know the veil is thinner and the days are shorter and that you can align it with you know our me and Sarah's homeboy Santa don't we have sweatshirts what do our sweatshirts say um, we have sweatshirts that say something we do. It's funny says, Santa phrase what is it yeah. it's not santa is my homeboy it's not santa is my ho- homeboy but it's like similar it is similar. we'll have to get them out and look at them yeah so the wild hunt there's lots of different versions of this story and that's the thing about uh about tales that were orally um, passed and traditions that were orally passed is that there's a variety of different ways to tell them. And if you look at like Northern Germanic people and Southern Germanic people, these stories are different as well. Um, But so here's one of them. Here's one that really plays into our whole Santa thing because it was for some reason we ended up talking about Santa a lot lately. And that was never like a plan. We weren't like, hey, let's talk about Santa in 2020. Because 2020 is the gift that keeps on giving. We just ended up talking about Santa. Um, but when we're like the, portal, we're, the portals podcast the, that was definitely some authentic on the fly <laughs> Santa dropping. I know. <laughs> it was unplanned. That was totally unplanned. The rest of it has a little bit of plan. So one of the stories around the wild hunt, um, Odin and, uh, and then a whole group, like parade of people that were uh, deceased warriors, past ancestors, um, and like different variations of passing. So like super not crossed over and like um stuck and like angsty and then like crossed over and glorious warriors this whole parade of people they would 
come to earth during these, these liminal times that we're in now before leading up to Yule and would go through villages. And this, one of the stories goes that this wild hunt, they'd be here to, to hunt, like hunt souls down and villagers would leave blessings or um, gifts or um, sacrifices to Odin and his band of ghostly creatures, dead. the, the <laughs> dead, um, as favors so that Odin and these beings would bless them with a glorious spring and summer, um, a fruitful spring and summer season and harvest season the next year. And if they didn't leave these blessings and these um, signs of gratitude and these sacrifices, then Odin and his beings would just come and like take the souls of the animals and the people and there would in the souls of the plants and anything that would nourish you and you know you'd be left barren and it would be a bad season ahead for the people which as we know in ancient civilizations was a big deal like you couldn't just have one bad growing season <laughs> you needed to have all really good growing seasons mm-hmm. um, and we see this tied into Santa and the stories of Santa with gift giving Although in our story, you know, Santa's bringing us gifts here in Odin in the wild hunt, gifts are being left out and uh, they're being left out. And the return gift is a fortuitous um, harvest season. That said, we do have the piece of the Santa story where we do leave something for Santa. You know, we leave in American tradition anyway, milk and cookies uh, or something for Santa. If you've watched the Tim Allen movie, you leave soy milk because... Santa's lactose intolerant. No one. It's like one of those bad jokes where it's like, no one got that. Okay, then moving on. In my house, Santa gets plant milk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no real milk. Yeah. yeah. In my house, it's a 50 50 shot if we have regular, like cow's milk or oat milk. Yeah. Whichever is available. <laughs> my husband drinks cow's milk. My kids drink oat milk. So whatever is there, whatever is clever. We use oat milk for cooking and like cereal eating. And we use almond milk for like smoothies and things. Oh, so you have two varieties of plant milk. I do have two varieties of plant milk. We used to always use almond milk and then we switched to oat milk, which we much prefer. I like how you very specifically say oat milk. Yeah. Because whenever I go to the Dunkin' Donuts drive through and I try to order something with oat milk, they always think I'm saying whole milk. <laughs> so I'm like yelling yeah, at the dude. machine. I'm like, oat, oat milk. I've never had a problem with saying oat milk. I always do. And it's only because when I, I only order black hot coffee beverages, except if I get a cappuccino, then I get whole milk in it. But if I'm ordering drinks for you and your husband over there and he wants almond milk and I get you oat milk and I get me whole milk and a cappuccino and the whole thing's a disaster. And I'm yelling at the machine from my car and it's raining outside. That means it's raining into my window. And all I want is to differentiate between whole milk and oat milk in a clear and easy fashion. Oh. Like they should color it. Like, do you want red milk, blue milk, or green milk? Which one? Would that up. Milk. Green. Then what would almond milk be? Red. 
Why? I don't know. Almonds are more red than green. Okay, then. <laughs> Oats are more green than red. <laughs> Why is cow's milk blue? I don't know. If you hold it up to the light, white stuff's often bluish in tone. <laughs> You're reaching. I mean, that was a good answer. I like how you had something on the fly that really made you feel like, made me feel like, and probably all you listeners out there feel like Sarah really knew what was up right there. <laughs> I have no idea. Method to her madness, and it wasn't just madness. It's just madness. Everything (laughs) I do is madness. (laughs) Everything. Sarah decided this week that you know. Apparently, Sarah thinks that I'm lucky in life, and she's decided it's because my name is a palindrome, and that she did. Yeah, we had a whole discussion about this the other night. Out of nowhere, I was like, "Your name is a palindrome." And that is why your life has been way luckier than mine. And then I was texting and I was like, and I'm so mad at our parents because they couldn't call me just Era or Sarah's plural instead of Sarah. And you get and this Anna. Was all like in shouty cap via text and how she's from <laughs> now on going to be Sarah's. <laughs> yeah. I'm from now on going to be Sarah's plural so that I too can be a palindrome and harness the up. magical power that is being a palindrome. <laughs> So anybody else who's listening who is a palindrome, what are other palindrome names? Anna. Hannah. Hannah. Can't think of any others. Okay, how about you let us know? If you have a palindrome <laughs> name, because I can't think of those on the fly, it seems. Like, um, uh, Anina. Is that a name? Anina. Are you reaching again? I'm reaching so far. So far. I'm reaching so far I could fall over. <laughs> I could fall off my stool. <laughs> it's all gonna topple down. Anyway, I did. I had this epiphany. I was like, this is why. Because your name is a palindrome and mine's not. <laughs> so you have automatic superpowers. <laughs> Sorry that that happened to you in life. These are the things like <laughs> crazy witches think about when they're sitting by themselves. When, when, when it's like 10 30 at night and we're doing nothing but texting each other random gifts. And, yeah. and then okay. suddenly and it dawns on me that your name is a palindrome and mine's not. Amongst the links to all the excessive cakes you want to buy, it's like link to a cake. Palindrome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook keeps serving me up with these delicious cake ads. Yeah, now I'm getting them. I'm going to buy them all and have a cake buffet for myself because my name's not a palindrome. So to make up for it, I'm going to make myself a cake buffet. All purchased from Facebook ads. (laughs) It's going to be great. All right. So other versions of the wild hunt and why we need to know this. We need to know this one because there are multiple versions of the same story, right? They're not, there's not one thing that like, there's not one overarching, this is the story and you must abide by this. They are different because oral tradition and language is different. So there are other stories of the wild hunt where the hunt comes through to collect the souls of the deceased, right? Like specifically why they're there. Right. And then when you see them riding, you know that there's a battle or something's about to happen Mm -hmm. and not the... The wild hunt is coming to harvest the souls, much like the Valkyries 
in Norse mythology as well that they come and they Mm -hmm. and that story can even be told a few ways there's one where the um just like uh remnants or items or some representation of the deceased from the past year are laid out so that their souls are collected with the hunt as it moves through there are some where uh you know if there are any living available like they will die so the story there is that you would want to lay down and like not appear to be alive because they're hunting live souls to take with them. So the story of the wild hunt varies from this uh, more like Santa tradition, as we mentioned first, to this like more, you know, um, I don't want to say violent, but really super, like very superstitious. You know, if you are standing in the way of the wild hunt and you are a living being, they will take you with them. And if that's not what you want, you need to be lying down and sleeping in your, your house, whatever it is, when the wild hunt comes through, which again, though, ties us into these stories we have of Santa, where you need to be sleeping at night. Right. And I think that this is such a cool thing to talk about because we get so wrapped up this time of year in uh, commercial Christmas, even those of us, like, mo- like most people listening to this probably, you know, are not not necessarily attending church or something like that on Christmas day. Um, We do have a lot of Christian witches actually in our community. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, hello to you as well. Um, My point being though, is that it's very easy to get wrapped up in the commercial aspect of gift giving and Santa stories, but so much of what we can learn from the Vikings when it comes to slowing down, honoring those who've passed, honoring the seasonal transitions, taking a taking a beat taking a breath to see what's happening around us comes in these stories that came before these christian traditions that we practice right and these mainstream traditions but so much of that is also woven into all that it is that we practice right now and i also see this like um this big urge to depart from mainstream holidays like depart from christmas which is, you know, I have that urge too. We were just talking about this today. Like, what do we even gift our kids who need for nothing? We both live in spaces that are maxed to capacity for items. It's not like there's just room to buy our children things. Um, And with with COVID and everything that's happening in 2020, you know, buying excursions and like museum passes and theme park passes that's not happening because they're not open uh, at least where we are they're not open to be buying these things so it's like very challenging what do you do and I don't think that you have to fully cut off or depart from all of these mainstream you know the idea of Christmas because so much of this ancient lore Norse mythology Celtic mythology so much of that is embedded in the story in the Santa version of Christmas, right? And these stories that we tell. So I think that we can all relax a little bit because so many of us are trying to find that, well, I'm really stepping into witchery. And so there's Yule and there's the nature aspect, but then there's also Christmas and there's Santa. And what do I do? How do I reconcile those two things? And I don't think you really need to reconcile them. It's about just slowing down, looking at the different stories, crafting the story that works for you, um, and finding some warmth in these cold months and, and learning the lessons of the people who came before us, learning what you can from yourself by stepping back, just taking a beat, taking a breath 
and saying, how do I balance what's here? How do I balance the light and the dark in this time? So that when the sun is back again and the spring months are here, I'm ready to rock and roll with my intentions and whatever it is I want to create into being. Yes. Anna, yes, that, all that. I was going to say, like, like I, I think I said on a previous podcast that, like, I do tell, like, my older son, like, I will tell him um, stories because we, you know, Santa, and, uh, but I'll tell him stories about Odin and stuff too, and that those stories are similar, and sometimes stories inter- intertwine and interchange, and yeah, so I share both, you know. Yeah, that's actually a question that we get fairly regularly is how do we incorporate everything that we, we practice um, as witches with, into our kids' lives? And it's always so interesting to me because I think that's interesting to me, to me because I've been like doing the witch thing for so long um, and it's ebbed and flowed over the years, you know, like when I was in college, I was in one of those like ebb seasons and whatnot. And so even though it's ebbed and flowed, it's always been an interest. It's always been there. So I never stopped to think, how do I incorporate this into my kid's life? Because it's part of my life. If it's part of my life, then I'm walking my walk, talking my talk. And ideally they just come into it with me. But I think that the number one thing that we do in my house is, well, number two, two things. Number one, we read tons of stories that's folklore it's fairy tales it's mythology and we just in fables like we just read and read and read uh because much of what we do in our magical practices comes from oral tradition so reading stories folklore fables mythology um, is a really great place to start and then secondarily spending time outside you know uh there's nothing no way to teach the wheel of the year, wheel of the year, quite like being outside and experiencing the wheel of the year. Yeah. So, and like moon cycles, um, the different phases of the moon, you know, both my kids are three and six. They can both look at the sky and tell you whether it's a waxing or a waning crescent moon. And I'm not even sure how they pick that up. I think just because I've, you know, it's just because it's part of what I do. I just, say, Hey, look, it's a waxing crescent. Hey, look, it's a waning crescent. And they both know the way it faces and can tell me, uh, but it wasn't explicitly taught. It's just, I, you know, just include them in conversation all the time. That's like the time Scarlett picked up your phone and recorded a video of herself talking (laughs) about magical things. And she's like, well, you know, that's just how it is here in holistic witchery, which is our year long class, which she never watches Sarah teach those things, but she was like, but you know, that's just how it is and stuff here in holistic witchery. And that was so funny because next week it's been, yeah. So Adam's three and a half. That means it's been at least. So my husband, he stopped working and became a stay at home dad when my son was about six months old, like actually like five months old. And so I used to do a lot of um, live classes with my kids in the background just because I had to, Uh, but he's three. So it's been three years. She's not actually seen me teach a class like that. I mean, where she's been sitting there in the room for probably three years and she's only six. So it's, (laughs) I mean, she'll see me record like little 30 second videos or something, or if I'm just doing like an announcement video and I'll just do that for my kitchen or outside or wherever but her video that she made was so she was like teaching a class yeah. <laughs> and ended it with like, okay, that's it for holistic witchery. It was so funny. My mom sent it to me. 
It was I about really- died of laughter. It was really funny. Yeah, I was like, how did she even come up with that? It's a good thing she's homeschooled because what would I do if I got called in for career day? <laughs> what happens if I get called in for career day? That's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's not so fun having your name be a palindrome now, is it? <laughs> not saving you from this. <laughs> I will bow out and say we'll send Chad because Chad sounds like he's got like a good, reasonable. Yeah, Chad works for the state university system and is a, he has one of those jobs that makes you sound like a real stand-up person. Yeah, so we'll send him for career day and not me. <laughs> Could you imagine me at career day? Like, so no, I'm a professional witch. I do things on the internet. No, and don't know. That's like throwback to when I was working at my nine to five job. And one of the cashiers would always like introduce me. Oh, here's Anna. Did you know she's a witch? (laughs) And she would do it to like every other customer. And I was like, why are you doing that? Like, as I'm, like, helping her, like, That's get so funny. and I'm like, why are you telling people that? Yeah, I will say it's been a really interesting thing bec- doing the Sisters Enchanted, because previous to that, you know, I, I was, when people asked what I did, I was like, well, I own an educational um, tutoring and con- consulting business. People were always like, oh, that sounds awesome, and I could really, like, what, where's your card or whatever, and now people are like, what huh (laughs) that's nice yeah we're like recently um our electric bill got sent to the wrong um office suite and in where our office is and this uh man who had to be like he had to be at least 70 at least and he saw the name on it and he didn't know that we were in our office because we're in different buildings but he had seen somebody i guess i don't i don't really know the details here but apparently like a month ago somebody was hosting a seance, (laughs) like a one-off seance, like in the parking lot or in somebody else's office or something. And there were curtains involved, but he saw the name, the sisters enchanted. And he assumed we were the seance lady because of the name. So he came back to like the parking lot and he saw me, I just happened to be there. And he was like, Oh, you were hosting the seance. Right. And I was like, no, no, I was not. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that could like, I can see that you connecting the dots there. That would make sense. And I wouldn't say it's off the table of something that like would or would not happen here. But um, that was not us <laughs> hosting that seance. <laughs> and people like we've had, uh, there was a water issue in the office next door to us. There's been like, we just took ownership of this office. And there's been like all these issues in the past, like three weeks since we moved in there. Um, but so there've been all these like middle-aged dudes like in and out. Um, and they're always looking around like, so what do you do? <laughs> Meanwhile, there's all like witchy stuff everywhere. Yeah. They walk in and it's like. <laughs> Get an online witch school. Don't worry about it. Right. Just go but fix the leak. <laughs> they get a little bit of a fear that they're never going to be allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, it's always interesting because they act- they like typically end up just talking up a storm. Like, probably out of discomfort you know like I said witch not therapist move along <laughs> witch and therapist that's... we need that t-shirt now too <laughs> they don't sound alike that is not a palindrome <laughs> this, is, this, this is not a palindrome <laughs> witch not a therapist please don't speak 
Although our friend Emily at Wise Woman Witchery, she is a witch and a therapist. Yeah. So in that you case, her. I could see how that would be confusing. In my case, <laughs> you, you can talk to her. Oh no! <laughs> give you positive affirmations to send yeah. you on your way. I'm like moving along, moving along. Anyway, I would totally rock, rock those. Uh, what is that? Career week, career day. I'd be like, listen. First, you must find your passion in life. What is your passion? And then, you must teach your passion and help other people develop their passion. And that's what I did at the Sisters Enchanted. And it's what I do. It's awesome. And you should do it too. And you'd mic drop and sit down. Yeah. Career day unlocked. Career day done. Done. Career day managed. Yeah. See, when Jacob needs somebody for career day, you just call Auntie Sarah. I will. Chad will not let me do that. Chad would be like, no, you need to stay home, Sarah. (laughs) Chad would not allow it. He's like, all reared up to go on the school things, like, wanting where, to know where the PTO emails are. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'd go to the PTO. Are you I'd be like, PTO? y'all need better cookies. That's problem number one. <laughs> problem number two. This is not exciting. This is not an exciting way to spend a Tuesday. I was like, I don't know where the PTO emails go. I don't know. <laughs> we need some music. Terrible. Number three, you need more witches. <laughs> number four, like fewer khaki pants. <laughs> <laughs> there might be this is coming from this a person about no costumes in school <laughs> yeah this coming from the person who has her master's degree in education it was literally supposed to be teaching people <laughs> teaching the children I'm gonna go into the PTO and be like I have all these problems I have a lot of issues I'd like to address <laughs> the first is the lack of a proper Halloween party mm-hmm. this is why if I ever need an advocate, I'm bringing you. Not enough cheer. <laughs> <laughs> These fluorescent lights are doing nobody any favors. Yeah, Santa posters. We want a wall that every other framed picture is one of Santa and one of Odin. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. other. Yeah. And they have the eyes that follow the children down the hallway. I know. I feel like let's spook this place up a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little more mythology. A little bit more spooky Yuletide. <laughs> Some Beowulf. Let's get excited. Let's get, ex- let's get excited, people. <laughs> yeah. My medieval lit teacher in college, she would come to class. She wore these like elf shoes that she made herself out of leather and she sewed them. And she was like always hopping into class and she was so jazzed about Beowulf and I'll never forget it. But now I get jazzed about Beowulf because she was jazzed about Beowulf. There you go. See, that's how this works. That's what my PTO, that is my stance. Let's get jazzed about Beowulf. I like it. And Santa and Halloween. And we need better cookies in this here house of school. Those are my priorities. That's All the kids function better with cookies. That's the PTO platform I'm running on. My kid's homeschooled. I need to run on my own PTO platform for myself. You're going to go to the school and be a part of the PTO. Like, my kids don't even go here. I'm here to enrich the lives of your children. I know. The goodness of my heart. <laughs> I'm going to form my own PTO for my own house and have meetings <laughs> with myself, with Sarah's plural, so I can be a palindrome. They can be the witches instead of the parents. Yeah. The witches led by Sarah's. Sarah's. 
<laughs> also known as a palindrome. Okay. <laughs> palindrome moms. So I can be luckier. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. The wild hunt, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which version of the wild hunt? You know. If you've got kids, probably the one where you leave out gifts for Odin and his posse Oded as they move through the lands. Yeah, that's probably the safe one to share. Yes. Yeah. Or if your kids are poorly behaving, tell them they need to lay down and pretend to be dead so that Odin doesn't take their soul. Or that Krampus doesn't come along with the wild hunt. Yeah, there's also that. I mean, really anything goes in Norse mythology right yeah all right then well that's it thank you anna it was very very enlightening as always nourishing to the soul and the brain i know i know good stuff okay goodbye (laughs) bye Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. We love Norse mythology. We love cracking jokes, sharing our lives, and we hope that you hang around for a little bit more and all the episodes to come. If you like listening to this podcast, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us to get the word out to other people. You can follow along at the sistersenchanted.com forward slash blog. That's also where you'll find the show notes for this episode. And if you're not registered for our free class, Warm and witchery for the dark months be sure to do that at the sistersenchanted.com forward slash warmth dash and dash witchery you can also find that link on our website with the show notes for this episode and until next time i hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead